0: I'm fired up now, I swear to God, man. No matter what kind of mood I'm in and whether I'm ready to do it, I, you hear that You hear that? seven seconds of drums, I'm fired up. And I am fired up. It's Thursday. It's the show. It's heading back to the window. I am your host, Scott Steen, lead handicapper with WinnersandWiners.com.
1: And I'm your co-host, Scott Rochelle, senior handicapper, over WinnersAndWeiners.com.
0: And together we do this every day, 3 p.m. Eastern, 2 p.m. Central, as we guide you on your journey to head back to the window. Good to be here. We've got some... Uh, we got some regulars in the hizzy. Uh, we have James S. is in the house. Says, uh, really appreciates the free information. Had the Buffalo game earlier. Based it off the uh, article over there at the website. Yeah, there you go. We probably don't talk about the website enough. It's definitely the straw that stirs the drink. Uh, winnersandwiners.com. Our sister site over there at statsalt.com where you can find some of find finest work as well. So very good. Thanks for the kind words, James. Bryce Moulton in the house. How do we like the Stanford game tonight? Oh, we will get to that. J.C. Stone, we're ready to rumble. That's right, baby. It's Thursday. Uh, five waiting like one smash. Let's go, JB. You keep them on it, brother. Brandon Cooper says, let's get it. Magellan Sports, the farm keeps cashing. That's right. We're going to have to buy another fucking combine, Scott. We got, we got a lot more farmland, buddy. So yeah, there you go. Beans and cornbread. What's up, man? Um, uh, Matty Digg self Discovered you guys yesterday. You're killers. Thanks, Matty. We appreciate it, man. Welcome aboard. Tell your friends. How'd your day go yesterday, Skeets? Uh, it was kind of a classic, I'd say,
1: YouTuber recap where you hit everything that nobody else saw you hit. <laughs> And then the one play you gave out, of course, you know, if it was a player prop for the farm, usually I'm kind of the heads of that operation just because that's usually how it goes. So the the farm play worked out well.
0: well you get up and you, it- you're staying up all night and doing the research because you're doing your thing there a couple of days a week where you give out uh, the player props. So, yeah. You yeah, got- I have
1: a player prop like podcast, I guess, to peer on. So I had some research done already, but. That worked out. Unfortunately, I hit everything except for the Jazz, and shocker, I gave out the Jazz. It's my play of the day. Jazz hands—they weren't doing enough scoring late, so they blew a twelve-point lead with—I don't know—five minutes to go. AD got injured. They still fell apart. So that was a pain in the ass. Uh,
0: that sucks, dude. That sucks. It um, is what it is. We did all right. It was this close from having the perfect six and O night. Two and O premium went three or two and one. On my plays of the day, on the deep three, and it was a fuck. It was a bad deal. Northern Alabama, Eastern Kentucky. Uh, Northern Alabama had two point lead with uh, under ten seconds to go, and they called a terrible, uh, terrible goaltend call where they clearly got it before it hit the backboard on a layup, and uh, just it screwed everything up. And uh, then they uh, so Eastern Kentucky's down three or down two. They've got the uh, Last last rock there, if you will. I've been watching too much curling. About four seconds left. They go down. Take a terrible, terrible three-point shot. Just grazes the backboard. Goes right into the guy's hands. He puts it to the stick back with the second left. On to overtime we go. And uh, that was our only loss of the day. So other than that, you know, a five and one. You know, you take that all day. But fuck, ah, I wanted that perfect day. So anyway, all right, let's, uh, let's get to it. Of course, don't forget, guys, to uh, uh, like subscribe, do all that stuff. Check out our fellow uh, shows over here at the Winners and Winners Sports Betting Network and that is uh Chris King one thirty p.m. Eastern, 12:30 Central with his pal Jim Williams as they do just parlays and Chris will be on the show or a show later today as no no, he's coming on tomorrow, sorry buddy. We got we got We're the Dominator. Dominator. We got the Dominator on to do uh the WWE Elimination Chamber. So uh yeah. There you go. Um, That'll be fun. We're going to do that right after our regular show. And Scott and I will will, uh, flex our wrestling expertise. So for those of you that are WWE fans, please join us for that. And, of course, check out our pals over there at BetMGM. They got a cool deal going, Scott. You bet $10, $10 on any NBA game. If anyone makes a three-pointer, how much do you win? $200. $200. $20 to $1 on your $10 hell of a deal get your ass over there check that out of course you can do it in every state where mgm is a thing you know if you're living in utah or texas or missouri uh so sorry charlie but if you're in one of the lucky states that have that book you are eligible my friend of course you must be 21 to play and if you since you may have a gambling problem please please seek help all right um, uh, Lorenzo brothers here, Scott jr. What do you think of Rutgers or the, sorry, I'm sorry, the Rangers plus 400 winning that division, the Texas is going to be
1: an absolute war down the stretch. I mean, you got three teams in it. Of course, Pittsburgh, uh, first place currently with 70 points. You have Carolina with 68 and the Rangers with 66. You got to keep in mind games played because Pittsburgh has played two more games than New York and three more games than Carolina. The Rangers at 400. I don't hate it. They've won three straight. They have probably the Vezina-winning goalie in Tristegan. If I had to pick one team to win it, I would pick Carolina, just because they're two behind Pittsburgh with three games in hand, which is a hell of a spot for them. But I do think you're looking at a spot where if Igor can keep it rolling, the Rangers are definitely going to be in it until the final week of the season, so I do think you're getting a pretty nice plus price.
0: Well, I'm no hockey expert here, and I think you've touched on one of the important things: is the games played and games remaining. But you also obviously have to look at strength of schedule and who they play and what they got left, yeah. and how many matchups between those three teams are are happening. Somebody asked about the Stanford game tonight. Scott, they're taking on a uh, they're taking on a Utah squad that uh, doesn't win, but they do cover a little bit. They've covered uh, they've covered three straight and uh, some might have had Colorado the last game as a push, but I did, I had five, but anyway. Uh, going up against this Stanford team, who's been a, uh, I don't know, would you call them a, a frustrating team to try and handicap? Little, little. I easy. just think they're pretty
1: mediocre. I mean, they're pretty good at home, but not good enough to cover when you want them to. Right. But they're not bad enough to not cover
0: when you don't want them to. <laughs> yes. So they're kind of somewhere in the kind middle. Of, kind of inconsistent, then? Yeah. <laughs> um... I don't know, man. I I faded this. I faded this Utah team with Colorado, and again, that didn't work.
1: Stanford might be missing a couple of guys. They have a couple of people who are questionable. Nothing like serious, but a couple of bench guys who play some.
0: O'Connell and Tate are both questionable for the game tonight. A couple of guards. Um, I for me, it's Stanford or pass. I I still yeah. At the end of the day, despite the fact they've covered three straight. Uh, nice and a nice performance against Oregon by the way. Uh Utah losing by 3. I don't I don't even know what a good performance against Oregon means in the grand scheme of things. Fair enough. Fair enough. Um Stanford are pass, as far as the total goes uh again this is a Utah defense you know other than Oregon State who doesn't score. Uh they haven't done much here since that uh, they had a nice game against UCLA. I've got to play the over here buddy
1: yeah, for this one, it was one of my close plays for the for my play of the day, which means this one will probably win because I didn't give it out. I'm gonna go with Stanford. okay. I, I feel like it's a spot where even though Stanford's inconsistent, Utah's what do they have two wins in conference play?
0: Yeah, yes, I believe so. it's, it's not pretty Utah so, Utah is two and thirteen in conference play five and ten against the number.
1: The line's a little short, taking a home team against a two and thirteen team in conference.
0: See, play. that's what it looks like to me. It looks, it it just feels trappy. Uh, Carrot said his chicken says that uh, Penn State covers, and that's funny, Scott, because you and I almost uh, did a heat check and gave out two farm plays because uh, that Penn State game that we liked it starts like at what four o'clock, so it starts soon. We both like Penn State there, but we decided not to do it and just uh and just tell you about it so if you if you do like Penn state i uh, I think that's a good spot for them against the gophers. The problem with that matchup is Penn State's won one or the Gophers have won one time in the last seven games it was against Penn State, so I'm not sure what to make of that they shot fucking fifty percent from three point land but big P- ten home team though I mean yeah I'm expecting
1: Penn State to play a lot better
0: yeah. Uh, uh, Renzo brothers has uh, been watching champions league, uh, move the show until two o'clock until the champions league. in. we do it except when then we're going to tramp on uh, trample on, uh, just parlays. So we got to, can't do it. Uh, super sly in the house. What's up, buddy. Good to see super sly here. I Renzo, see... I'm
1: still salty by the way that, uh, I said on air, I thought Real Madrid and PSG would tie. And then PSG scored a goal in the 94th minute when it was zero, zero. And they did not tie. Hard that, that, that hurt a little bit, but... Heartbreaking. Oh well.
0: um, I see he's on the Bucks money line tonight and the Oregon money line. Uh, I can't find this Oregon game. Who's Oregon play tonight?
1: Uh, Oregon is facing off against Arizona State on the
0: road. I put it in control five, and of course, Oregon State comes up. I fucking, there it is. Yeah. Oh, throwing throwing five to the Sun Devils that can't score. But Oregon,
1: uh, I, I, not, I, not listen a good, if you want to make cover. money gambling on Oregon, I'm rooting for you. I'm, I'm done.
0: They win, what they don't cover. I think a money line's a good play there. I think I think that's fine. I think if you're going to get involved with Oregon, I'd fuck the points because they win, but you know for the most part they don't, yeah. they don't cover. And then they and then they lay those eggs like they did against California, where you just go. I don't even know what I, I don't even. Know what's I've up kind anymore.
1: of approached the Pac-12 with the exception of UCLA and probably Arizona, that you're looking at a spot where, during the football season, I just had no action on the entire Pac-12 because it's a psycho conference. I feel the same exact way, and even with some UCLA sprinkled in there, Arizona for the most part has been a world beater. So they've been pretty good. Yeah. But every other team in there, I mean, box of chocolates.
0: Brandon Kubas showing off his diversity. He did the uh, NCAA basketball, NBA, NHL parlay yesterday, and cash. You ought to get an extra bonus for that. You're sure. Really the mastering of three different disciplines there. Uh do, 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 do. yeah. I'm I'm cool with the I'm cool with the Bucks and the and the, uh, and the Ducks and that's what, the Bucks and the Ducks. Yeah, as long as you don't get fucked, that's all right. Yeah,
1: if you want my thoughts on the Oregon game though. Nah. Arizona State money line. Screw R- it. Really? I don't like either team. Look Arizona at you. State at home occasionally shows up. Give me the value at plus money. Who gives a damn? Okay. The Pac-12. It's where common sense goes out the window. Let's
0: go. Let's go.
1: That should be their uh, their like catchphrase. Because mm. no matter what you think, you know about the Pac-12, you don't.
0: You don't know nothing. You you don't. All right, buddy. Well, let's take a look at yesterday's action. We'll see. Uh, we'll see how it worked out for the various people. You know who you are. Let's find out, Scott, who took it in the shorts and who took it to the bank on the Thursday version of Call the Caps. All right, my friend. Well, we're going to take a look uh, to start it all off. In where are we going? Where are we going? Yeah. Oh, hey, it's the NBA. Yeah, we are going to the NBA. Jazz on the money line. Hey, deja vu all over again. Jazz led by 12 with 5.58 left in the fourth quarter. Better than halfway done right there, folks. Going to math for you. Aha, uh-huh, Lakers closed the game on a 26-9 run. Holy shit, who was it? Worthy and Magic and Kareem? They all get it going there in the last six minutes? Uh, was AD. Jazz, without AD, that's right. Jazz, uh, they lose by five. Congratulations if you're on the Jazz money line. You had a great bet for three and a half quarters. Ugh. Call the cops.
1: And looking at the second one, if you had Mississippi State and Alabama under 152, you were in good shape. And then you had some scramble points because both teams combined for 18 points in the final 73 seconds, and the game landed 155.
0: Not good. Not good. And here's a similar game to the one I was telling you about. This is George Mason and St. Joe's if you had – under 140, uh, it was 64-62 with one second left. Congratulations, you beat the line by 14 points. You're a good capper. St. Joe's layup at the buzzer. Congratulations, everybody. You know where we're headed. We're headed to undertime. No, we're not. We're headed to overtime. Sorry, fuckers, if you had under 140. Game landed at 145. Time to call the cops. Yeah, overtime again in
1: college basketball not it good
0: deserves its own segment it really it really it really, it really
1: should we should have a segment called they don't call it under time <laughs> they don't call it <laughs> and we just only talk about games that went over and over time brutal
0: just absolutely yeah. brutal and the, the bad part is you know it's you had it capped right you know yeah. you just oh. anyway well there was some good news out there these are the people that had it capped right and nothing happened nice boring victories nothing better hey man you were sitting in the rocking chair weren't you
1: So first one in the NBA, if you had the Raptors and the Timberwolves under 227, three quarters had less than 49 points. That's going to take a hell of a first quarter or an overtime, or maybe a couple. Did not happen. Game landed 194.
0: Stay in in the NBA. If you had the Blazers plus 12 and a half against the Grizzlies, uh, Grizzlies, I don't know who got off the bus, but it wasn't the regulars. They led by 11 points at halftime, did the trail Blazers and they ended up winning by four. But, yeah, if you had money line there, you were good. But especially if you had the points, you were never, ever in doubt you were sitting in the rocket chair.
1: And the last one, if you had the Rockets, plus 17.5 against the Suns, they led by eight at the half. And, yeah, you knew there was no chance the Rockets were going to actually win the game, but they only lost by three. So never in doubt.
0: Mm. Mm -mm -mm. 17.5, big number in the NBA, very big number. All right. Very good, and uh you know what? Let's talk about this a little bit, Scott. It's close to you close to you uh physically and close to you in your heart. I wish I went. uh yeah, that would have been that'd have been something to see. Let's find out who's uh who's blowing the trombone today and you know what I'm not mad, but holy shit, I'm disappointed <laughs> almost I get one and a half. I'm going to let you talk about it, Scott. So,
1: in the NBA, there were a couple of games on TV last night. Both of them turned out to be pretty good. However, the first game between the Knicks and the Nets was really a tale of two halves because the Knicks were leading by 28 points at home against the Brooklyn Nets, of course, and no KD, no Kyrie, no Ben Simmons. You get the You get the gist. Anyway... The Knicks blew the game, and the Nets won outright. And the reason why this is especially pathetic is because of the fact that this is the third time in the last two weeks that the Knicks have had a 20-plus point lead and lost the game outright. That is almost impossible. I believe it is the first time in 25 years that a team has done that in the span of a month.
0: Fire up Elias. Are right, you, you you subscribe to Elias Sports Bureau. I do not. I don't either. Yeah, I follow. I
1: ESPN just tell me their random stuff like two times every week. I
0: follow on Twitter though, so that's close. You you find out a lot. Okay, that counts. I, it. it's, uh, I wish I had a bureau. That's that's awful, dude. That's just. I don't. I not know how you do that. How how they do it, Scott? I didn't. I didn't watch that game. How did how did it go?
1: Uh, they got extremely stagnant offensively. Randall at thirty and ten. He had most of it in the first half, and the fourth quarter they got outscored by. I believe it was seventeen. But mm-hmm. they just stopped. They just really stopped doing much offensively. It's like they kicked out on an autopilot and the Nets decided to keep battling. But that's the thing that we got to talk about because I know that coaches tend to get a pretty long leash in most organizations, and especially after making the playoffs somehow last year. Right. Thibodeau has to be fired, right? No. I mean, you can't blow three separate 20 point leads in the span of two weeks. You, no, I, you, I, I don't know how you keep your job.
0: What was he third in coach of the year voting second? He won. Oh, that's right. That's right. He did win, didn't he?
1: He won. I thought he, Monty Williams should have won, but they gave it to Thibodeau.
0: Yeah. You, you don't, uh, you, I'm just asking. you don't fire the coach of the year, two thirds of the way through the season or, or five eighths of the way through the season.
1: I, I just don't know who else you blame for this many blown leads of 20 plus points. Well, blame and
0: him and blame him and have him fix it. You, you're not going to fire the coach.
1: Okay, I'm just throwing it out there. Yeah, no. That I am curious if the Knicks are this big of a disappointment because they had expectations for once in their lives. You gotta at least consider the
0: notion. Okay. In my but opinion, we'll see how they end up. I think that's okay. that's going to tell everything.
1: Dep- define end up like they're clearly not going to make the playoffs. Like their odds to miss the playoffs are minus five thousand.
0: You're gonna need a rally, buddy.
1: I don't need anything. No, I'm, I'm
0: I'm living the dream. No, they're not going to. Uh, they're most likely not going to make the playoffs. But if they they've got to they've got to put together some sort of finish here that makes it look like they're engaged and, and have a future going forward, and they at least have the right pieces.
1: They're if engaged it, for a half. Does that count? No, it
0: does not. As we okay. uh, as we've learned, um, ninjas minus thirty two. This is uh, Gonzaga minus thirty two. Said uh, yeah, way too many points.
1: But we well we disagreed on how Gonzaga would hypothetically cover. Right. I said they would need to score about a hundo yep. to cover. They didn't get to a hundo, so they didn't cover. You talked about the defense. The defense didn't play well either. So we were both right on why that just didn't really work.
0: What was the What was the final in that one? I saw the halftime score. I didn't. What, I didn't,
1: what they win, like 80, 88 to 68 or something? Okay. because I, what, I, 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 what did I call
0: it, 88-55?
1: I think so. Yeah. But the defense didn't do enough. Right. And the offense didn't do enough. So we met in the middle
0: yep exactly um book that vegas room already you are you going you going or not
1: yeah i decided screw it i'm in
0: okay all right good where are you staying
1: uh that's the real question mark i gotta check the comps i gotta see what i got going for me
0: cool all right the
1: thing is i'm using the caesars app all the time so i keep building up reward points for using the caesars thing i got to see if I can redeem it for a room or something. So I'll figure it out.
0: Eric Nesbitt talking about uh, Rutgers at the rack. Easy money. Yeah, it well, is. We, me- we mentioned it. Yeah, well, we talked about it. That's. I
1: thought that was supposed to be one of the banners that I, that we had.
0: What was that? I thought
1: that was supposed to be one of the banners for Ooh. like and subscribe.
0: What t- what was?
1: I thought it was supposed to be like and subscribe where you have to fade Rutgers at home.
0: Oh, I did that. Oh, sorry. Yeah, I didn't do I, that. I don't think you posted that. I didn't post it. There you go. We worked hard on that, too. Thanks for reminding me. Yeah, don't forget to like and subscribe. There'll be serious consequences because if you don't, you're going to have to fade Rutgers at home. Don't do it. Thanks for reminding me. Uh, it's, just, it's
1: just a win every damn home game. It's it, ranked teams. It's where they go to die.
0: It's so bizarre. It's so bizarre. Don't be afraid to play them on the money line either. I care. Unbelievable. Unbelievable. Uh, very good. So, all right. What else we got going on? Anybody asking about anything? What have I missed?
1: Uh, Carrot PS- giving me... On how to save money in vegas uh, hang out with the stripper and crash at her place that'll cost you a dance or two but that's still a good deal long term oh yeah that's a positive ev play um i see people asking about penn state i mean we talked about it earlier but for the people that just showed up we both like penn state yeah uh minnesota's a damn lost cause they're probably worse than nebraska right now
0: i got i got a little bit of cold feet because the only win that minnesota's had in about a month has been over penn state
1: we talked about it time and time again, though. Like, sometimes you can toss out the meetings, but for home feet, for home court in the Big Ten, yeah. that's really
0: all that matters. Right, because Minnesota Shockling was at home for that game. So, mm-hmm. UCLA minus four and a half, buddy? I know you're a big fan of those Bruins. Uh, I think they're good.
1: I think that I might have overrated them earlier in the year. Uh, Washington State's been a team that hangs in there. Do I think they're going to cover? UCLA still has fans at home, right? That wasn't a one-time thing against Arizona.
0: I don't think so. No, They're, as far as I, as far as I know, I mean they had fans at the Super Bowl, right? So yeah, yeah, I think, yeah, let's say yes. It's it's a
1: really tough spot here. I don't really have an opinion, honestly. I, I feel like this one's where it should be. I, I feel like this is going to come down to the wire with the point spread, not the game itself. UCLA should win, but. Do you think Washington State's gonna
0: actually score against this defense? Well, you can ask the same thing about UCLA because Washington State like, will grind you into dust, man. Um, mm-hmm. You know, the only team that's put up more than sixty-four in the last fuck month and a half or so has been Arizona. So, yeah. do I think if UCLA doesn't get to seventy, are they going to cover? I don't think so. I think, I think, I think Washington State can get. Here's my ceiling for Washington State, so I would decide your bet based on what you think UCLA can do. I think they top out at 65. I've got them in the probably 62 to 64 range for that game. I had
1: 62 was the number on my mind.
0: Okay, so if you think UCLA can get to 72 to 74 against this team, then take a shot if you are thinking, But that's got to be the minimum, I think, for UCLA. And I don't know that they get there. I, I'm probably leading I like the under. I'll I'll play I'll play the under here, but I'll uh, uh, I'll take a small shot of Washington State plus nine and a half.
1: Yeah, Jason I Stone says Washington
0: State will be lucky to get to fifty eight, and that's possible. That's that's certainly possible. I, I like I said I've got him a couple buckets higher than that, but you, you know it certainly could hit below that.
1: I think I'm looking maybe at a team total under for Washington State, maybe. I mean, you're looking at about 60. I mean, it's about 69 to 60 if you want to go for projected scores, Yep. which is basically what we just said with UCLA getting to 70. So it really does seem like that's where the line should be, right? I mean, it seems like the total and the sides are pretty on the nose.
0: Yeah, I think I think so. I, I think that's a, that's a pretty sharp line. I think, put it this way, I think there's more inefficient lines out there that you can find uh, just from, yeah, from my standpoint. Jacob Houston, IUPUI, team total under 54 and a half. Yeah. Last time they played Bobby Morris, they hung a 49 on him, Scott. Uwe Pooey, Uwe If
1: you want my hot take for this game, I, I actually don't mind Uwe Pooey plus the points.
0: Uwe Pooey,
1: really? I mean, I said I liked them plus the points against, I, was it IPFW? Yeah. And they covered in that one. I, I do. I want. Do I think Robert Moore should be laying fifteen to anybody? No. So on principle, I'll go with IUPUI and pray that it turns into an absolute rock fight for both teams. So IUP on the bright side, but if it, if it is a rock fight, IUPUI has been building rocks the entire season, so they should have an advantage.
0: Should have plenty of rocks. Okay, so let's see. They have gone six, 11. eleven. They've topped that total. Three times in 11 games Have they gone over 54 and a half Yeah And they played a, a home game Against Robert Morris and put up 49 How much did Robert Morris score? Uh, City six So it landed 115 Came under the 123 Uh, Now Bobby Morris is at home Yeah I don't want any part it's of this It's side. very
1: tough to beat a team twice in the same season Shut up <laughs> I like. I'll tell you what. Out of all the
0: plays there, I probably do like IUPUI team total under the best.
1: On principle, like I just can't lay fifteen with Robert Morris. I Fair mean, enough. That's, that's just the next level.
0: Fair enough. Um, we count money over here. It says UCLA by fifteen. I believe that's close to the camp you're in, isn't it, sir?
1: It's where I'd be leaning, but it once again, it's a line that I just think is going to be right, right at the end where it should be.
0: Uh, Michigan, Iowa tonight, Scott. The Hawkeyes. Oh, Michigan's such a pain in the ass, man.
1: Like they they beat Purdue. You think maybe they're back on track, right? And they lose at home to Ohio State. Yeah. And now I don't know what the hell this team is again. Uh, Iowa at home's been very good. Like most Big Ten teams, they're thirteen and two at home. Uh, Michigan three and six on the highway. Ah. Uh, a Big 10 at home. Give me Iowa. I have no idea. Give
0: yeah, me- I think so, too. Although my problem with this Iowa team at home is they've played jack shit. They The one team they played that was decent was Purdue, and they lose by 10. So yeah. I don't know if they're good at home, or I don't know if they're good at home against bad teams. So we'll see what is happens. Is
1: Michigan a good team? I have no idea. Flip a coin. Yeah.
0: tails never fails. Yeah, exactly. Except when I knock over the mic. But other than that, yes. It's uh, uh yeah.
1: That, that might have been one of the last things I got right. By the way, when I said I like the uh, coin toss, sharp, sharp money on the heads.
0: <laughs> There's heat coming in on the heads. Absolutely. Heat coming in on the
1: heads, man. It's a weighted coin.
0: Wilmington tonight.
1: It's Wilmington every night. Um getting three at home. I actually like Towson a lot as a team. I, I think that they're really good, but on principle. Wilmington's eleven and one at home. The thing is, they're eight and two ATS at home, but Towson's ten and two ATS on the road. It's a coin flip game. I'll take plus money on a coin flip.
0: Okay, you, yeah, I'm with you. I feel the same way. Uh, UAB uh, laying fourteen against the uh, against the Rice. The Rice, a team that's gone uh, one and nine against the number uh, versus winning teams. But UAB had a no-show last game, right?
1: They yep. lost outright to. I I'm trying to remember who the hell they were playing against. Old was it Old Dominion? Yeah, they North lost York?
0: by they lost by nine at ODU. Yeah.
1: I wrote an article about that game. I was trying to remember which team. Okay, yeah, it was Old Dominion.
0: Yeah, they're seven and a half point chalk and and lose outright by nine, just yeah. rid- ridiculously stupid. Yeah. So uh, I'll
1: the- look at UAB, but I mean, you're hoping after that no-show against Old Dominion that the coaching staff will light a fire under them and they'll be extremely focused for this matchup. I'll go with UAB as as a result, but that's pure speculation on my part.
0: You? Well, as with most UAB, UAB games, I like the over. Um okay. but... but I think you'd agree, though, that when you're a
1: team that's pretty good in conference and you have that bad of a showing against a team that you probably should beat, yeah, usually you see a little bit more focus and effort the game after.
0: Yeah, and they do have a they do have a game this season under their belt. It was a, a home game for Rice, and uh, Rice covered the number. They lost by five as a nine point as nine point dog. So, um, I I I think I got a hunch they turn it on tonight. I'm with you. I think I think a lot of things point to Rice keeping it close, but I think UAB if if they're a good team and they're going to get their focus back, I think this is the game they do it. So I'll take them to cover their big number.
1: I see uh, a hockey comment about the Canadians taking on the Blues, and the Canadians have lost about 10 in a row. It feels like 90 in a row. Remember when they were in the Stanley Cup last year? Good times. Um, Yeah, Montreal taking on St. Louis, and St. Louis is minus 280. Puck line, whatever the hell you want. I mean, St. Louis can score relatively easily. Uh, Keep in mind the goalie situation for St. Louis, because Bennington, of course, has been awful. But they have a new youngster goalie who's been really good, so you hope he's in between the pipes. I mean, Montreal sucks. I mean, uh, what is there to say? The worst team in the league,
0: mm-hmm. right? And they're not getting any better. It would appear they're they're no, not they're, they're not just turn- they're not turning things around. Somebody asked us about USA. Uh, my snap reaction when I hear USA is to back the under. Uh, South Alabama going up against Coastal. Mm. Yeah, I'm, def- I'm definitely on the under there as far as a, as far as the side goes. I'd look at Coastal blindly just because South Alabama's
1: three and seven on the road straight up. Coastal's ten and five uh, straight up at home, and of course with a plus one spread, you're basically only looking at money line stuff. So I think Coastal at home's pretty live.
0: I'm okay with that. Uh, Roland G says UMKC versus South Dakota over 140 and a half. Cash that ticket. Okay, cool. Yeah. Uh, we'll see. North Texas. Uh, Bryce Mulhane wants to know about. It.
1: Wait hang on a second, um KC. That's Kansas City. No, no, no. I know that they're playing South Dakota. I don't know. Doesn't sound right.
0: I don't have their schedule. You know their schedule. They're
1: playing. I thought they were playing North Dakota.
0: Are they? Let's look.
1: At least I thought they were. Um. Yeah, they're playing North Dakota. Oh. Huh. Okay, so it was North Dakota, not South Dakota. I thought I was seeing things. Okay, cool. Yeah, I don't mind that either. Just for clarification, it is not South Dakota.
0: No, you're right. You're right. Yeah, it is 140 and a half. So that's right. You know, this is a uh, this is a ruse defense that had been a lot better earlier in the season, and they're still the offense has gotten
1: better, but the defense has gotten worse. That's right.
0: That's exactly that's exactly what's happened. Is the offense has improved just a little bit, but the defense has kind of let them down there in conference play uh meanwhile defense for north dakota pretty much non-existent this one hit 153 last time uh i'm not sure this game's going to be played guys definitely double check that uh whoever asked us about that whoever said that roland i think because we've had a pretty serious snowstorm here so make sure that one's going to go uh and make sure north dakota can get in because that was i think there was a snow coming from the north so I don't know what the airport situation is or how that worked out, so definitely double check. Oh, well, fun
1: fact: the game's in North Dakota.
0: Oh, that's right. I'm sorry. You're right. They played here last time. Um, yeah. Well, it's North Dakota in G- February, so definitely make sure it's going to be played. But if I they don't give a fuck, there, man. They're like, well, take a sled or something. You need to get here. I'm like, okay, cool. Montana minus six versus Idaho. I've got a premium on that game, Scott. I'll let you talk about that.
1: I'm really confused by the line movement there, because it was, I want to say 7.5 on the overnight. I don't think it ever got to 8, but I think it was 7.5. And, and money's coming on Idaho. And Montana on the road has been a mess. They're also not very good at rebounding. Is Idaho good? No. Are they good enough to cover? I have no idea. Uh, it. I guess I would lean Montana, because they're the much better team. But Montana's also been kind of psycho. So, I'll lean... Grizzlies, but not really. Does that make sense?
0: Grizzlies. That's a uh
1: I mean Idaho is terrible. Like if you want to take points, sure, but I mean Montana, if they're focused, they should win the game. Pretty handily.
0: Yep. 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 As far as far as the side goes, it's really uh it's it's about what defense shows up for the Grizzlies for me about whether they can yeah. keep it keep it close. If if uh, Montana the good defense shows up, it could be a struggle for uh, the Vandals, but uh they can shoot. They're a decent they're a decent shooting team. They're a decent shooting team from downtown. So uh Grizzlies will have to D up in that one. Uh North Texas
1: I am North Texas. Mm-hmm.
0: Going up against this is a F- very A-U. interesting
1: spot because I have to ask, is North Texas the only D1 team that's still undefeated on the road?
0: Mm, I will have an answer for you momentarily. Start talking.
1: I highly doubt you'll find another one that's undefeated on the road. They're 6-0, 4-1-1 ATS on the road. Florida Atlantic is 13-3 and at home, 10-3 and ATS. So you have two teams that are actually really good in this environment. So, which I find kind of fascinating, but... Strength versus strength. I'm going to go with Florida Atlantic. I okay. like the fact that they're 8-2 ATS in their last 10 games.
0: Uh, Gonzaga is also 4-0 and on the road. North Texas okay. is 6-0 on the road. And they are the only two undefeated road teams in D1, Scott. So, um, as far as this one goes, obviously... I'm, a big, I'm always a big fan of any team that plays defense. I feel like there's just a lot of coin flip games.
1: That so it kind of what the feeling is. But if you're going to give me plus two and a half with a pretty good home team, and this game I think should be a rock fight, I mean, I think you'll see an under, especially with North Texas' pace. I mean, they love to play slow as hell. So mm-hmm. I'll, I'll go with the under, and if I'm going with the under, I'll take the points.
0: Yeah, FAU, at the end of the day... Play decent defense. They don't play as good a defense as North Texas, but I think they're. I think their offense is far superior, and I think mm-hmm. they've certainly been better, better, been playing better lately. So yeah, I'll take. I'll take the. Uh, I'll take that. FAU there as well. Uh, Santa Clara tonight, Scott. Kenny Ramonday. I probably butchered that horribly. My apologies in advance, Kenny.
1: I mean, I don't think Loyola's any good. So I'm gonna go with Santa Clara.
0: Well, that is a, a quite a thorough breakdown, sir. Very, but
1: I mean well, <coughs> Santa Clara has, hasn't been atrocious on the road. They're three and four straight up. They're four and three ATS. But I mean Loyola is a losing record at home, and they're three and seven ATS at home. So some of these teams home court matters, and some of these teams it really doesn't. And Loyola seems like a team that it doesn't matter how many fans show up, they're not going to play well. At least that's been my takeaway from
0: this team. Yeah, they were unable to stop them when they played a couple of weeks back. Uh, Santa Clara shot 54% from uh, the field and 40% from downtown. And they just clamped down on this Loyola team. Um, It went by 19. Again, you can't really base too much on on the previous hits. But putting that together with the fact that this is a, just a dreadful Marymount team that's lost seven straight. Uh, yeah. Even though you're laying, even though you're laying a little wood there in a conference home game, I mean a conference of uh, visiting game, you talked about them being the only team that's uh six and O or better on the road. Sure. Give me the uh, Gauchos, not the Gauchos, Santa Clara, no, the Broncos, Broncos. I'm sorry. Santa Barbara's the Gauchos. Oh, sure. Of course. Um, anything we missed here? Uh, NBA picks that we like tonight. Wants to know, Maddie. Uh, great question. Well, we have one for later. We do. We, so. do, we do have a little NBA farm rock in there, Scott. Uh, your Nets on a back to back against a Wizards team that's uh, also on a back to back. Also on. As I was going to say also on a back to back. Also not good. Uh, it didn't stop them from. Uh, going down to the Nets or to the Knicks last night, but uh, this is a Brooklyn team. We've talked about it before. They've been dreadful uh, for betters at home, 6-20 and against the number. For What did they start, 0-12 or whatever it was? It was an awful start.
1: Wasn't good, but the thing is you're looking at a spot where based on the current rosters, I know that Kyrie played in the last meeting, but the Nets were missing about half their team. Do you think this Nets roster right now is better than this Wizards roster, I think it is.
0: Yeah, yeah. Without, 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 without Beal and without Porzingis, uh, yeah, they don't have anybody. I mean, Kuzma's good. That's it. Yeah,
1: but the Nets don't have a great player but Patty Mills is usually pretty good. Seth Curry, they got Drummond. Even Cam Thomas I, was good. Can
0: I go off on a side rant here real quick? Yeah, if you want to. Uh, well, Ben Simmons has been traded, and he's still out. And why is he out, Scott? What's it, what's it officially, why is he out? Is it conditioning? Conditioning. Okay, so here's my rant. You haven't played basketball since... July? When did the finals end last year? July it was late. It wasn't the finals. They lost to the Hawks in the uh, second round. Right. Okay. Since the playoffs ended for you. Very good. So He's
1: been practicing, so why can't he just
0: play? You've had all that chance to keep yourself in shape. I know yeah, he's not in game shape. He's not fuck it. Do stamina drills. Run your ass off. Get in sh... for fuck's sake. Why Define game are you shape not too, ready to go? I don't get it. <laughs>
1: Hasn't there been videos of him like playing pickup ball? Yes. I know it's not the same as an NBA game, but if you're going up and down the court, it's the same dimensions, you know. Yeah. Like, I feel like you should be ready, but whatever. Anyway, Uh I'll go da- with
0: the Nets. David wants to know about uh, the, uh, I mean the, uh, oh, who asked about? It? I didn't see who asked about it. About the the Colorado, California game, I, I like I, I like I, the over there as well.
1: It's I, another Pac-12 game. Have fun.
0: Well, you just don't you just don't watch the games because you're on the East Coast, but
1: it's not a matter of watching the games; it's a matter of telling that every team's a bunch of psycho teams.
0: Uh, Milwaukee laying what seems to be a pretty short six and a half to Philly. Uh, hello, psycho teams. What about the what about the seventy sixers there, buddy?
1: This is my okey doke special of the night. I like Philly plus the points. Okay. They could easily get buried. Don't yep. get me wrong; like okay. we saw them lose by forty eight last game to Boston. But the fact is, I think this is a very good buy-low spot for a team that got embarrassed on national television. And I feel like if the Sixers had lost to the Celtics by, let's just say, three, what would Milwaukee be favored by? Maybe Uh, three?
0: No, I still think less than that. I think four and a half, five.
1: Okay, so you think that the blowout only resulted in about a one and a half point bump? I do. I just think it's inflated, but at the end of the day, I think that the Sixers are still professionals. They got embarrassed. I think they'll show up with a lot more energy and a lot more focus on this game. And Milwaukee, I know they're the better team. Giannis had 50 last game. They struggled to beat the Pacers. Like, they needed all 50 from Giannis. Like, yep. they didn't play well. I'm going to take the points just because... I feel like Milwaukee's too obvious, and I think it's an okie doke.
0: No banana in the tailpipe for Scott Reichel, everybody. I don't hate that because this is a Milwaukee team on this homestand. Lose by 15 to Portland. Uh, play lethargic against Indiana. Uh, besides, besides Giannis in his 50, they still didn't cover. So if Giannis goes for 50, you don't cover. Fuck, I don't know what your answer is. Um, yeah, I'm okay. Embiid might
1: go for 50. Like I, I don't know. I think Embiid and Giannis might go head-to-head and just both put up 40.
0: All right. Yeah, I'm all I'm all right with that. Uh, I would take a spin at Houston plus 11. I'm still not convinced about the Clippers, you?
1: I'm with the Clippers. I think it's a bad scheduling spot. Houston had a back-to-back after facing off against Phoenix. The Clippers, the team isn't very, you know, talented on paper. But Ty Lue is a hell of a coach, man. I mean, the fact that this team's even near 500 is an unbelievable You job. hated
0: Ty Lue. I know. You hate Ty oh. Lue. No, time out. no, hate, no, no.
1: No, no, no. I hated him in the first series and a half of the playoffs last year.
0: Oh, fuck. This is revisionist And I turned history. a
1: corner. I turned a corner. I just realized he's very good. It just hit me. I realized, like, no, this guy can actually coach. Like, I was wrong. I'll I'll, I'll hold the L on that. That was my bad. All right. Ty Lue is actually a very good coach.
0: All right. Jay Seaton asking about Miami and Charlotte. Scott, you ready?
1: Oh, uh, well, I like Miami on the side.
0: Okay. We had the perfect segue there, buddy.
1: Yeah, I know. I like Miami on the side. Okay. God. But yes, I'm ready. Let's go. God damn it.
0: All right, let's get to it. By the way, somebody gave me shit for saying that yesterday. And I. I... For saying what? Uh, God damn it. So. I, I probably that's I, where
1: they draw the line. I don't,
0: I don't. Yeah, I don't know. I, I. It's because it's because it's a uh, technically a violation of the. Uh, he said he said the third commandment. So, which I always thought was don't take road dogs and conference games. But I, I'm apparently wrong. So,
1: I mean the the first commandment is don't fade Rutgers at home. <laughs> I mean I mean that's that's got to be on the short list of the gambling commandments. But.
0: Um, all right. Well, to everybody that I offend, of course, on a daily basis, I'm sure. Um, sorry. I, you know, I'm, I'm an old man who cusses. That's, it's how it's going to be. So, Hey, let's get to it guys. Let's get ready to survey our property. Shall we? It's growing by leaps and bounds. It's time to put on your overalls. It's the good Thursday overalls. You probably wore them yesterday. I don't care. Leave a strap down. Fuck it. You're not going anywhere. It's cold out there. Climb aboard that John Deere, adjust your straw hat, pull out your lucky rabbit's foot keychain, stick him in, and fire that bad boy up because it is time to bet the farm! <laughs> All right, Scott, we did have a bet the farm play yesterday. How'd that work out?
1: We had a player prop. We had Halliburton over eight and a half assists. And he had 10 after three quarters.
0: Yeehaw! Ah, I haven't been so happy with Halliburton since Dick Cheney was in charge. Thank you. Good night, everybody. Scott, tell us, what do we got for bet the farm tonight?
1: So we're going to go to the NBA, and Mm -hmm. this is going to sound a bit dangerous because one of these teams you generally don't want to bet unders with. But we're going to do it. It's going right. to be the Heat and the Hornets. And we like the under 226.5 and a half at minus 110 on bet MGM, mostly because of Miami. Each of Miami's last eight games have had less than 226 points. Uh, the Nets game that they had landed exactly 226. All the other games were pretty much either 210 or really just below. They have a lot of low scoring games. Miami, great team to bet unders with. They're ranked sixth in defense efficiency and 29th in pace, so I expect him to try to slow it down. This is going to be the third meeting this season, and each of the first two meetings have had less than 214 points, and the under is 23-9 and nine in the last 32 meetings in Charlotte. That is a huge sample size. I like the under. I do think you're going to end up seeing Miami dictate the pace, They'll play good defense, and I know the Hornets game had 240-something last game. Reminder, you had 30 points in overtime. So that game was headed under against Minnesota. I think this line's a bit off. I expect this to finish somewhere in the 210s.
0: Dangerous, dangerous game. Do, 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 do. All right. Yep, that's it. That's it for Bet the Farm, man. It's uh, We're going to step out there a little bit. We do like that one. It's the Heat's Hornets under 226 and a half. Minus 110 over there from our friends at BetMGM. That's going to bring it to a close. That's it for Bet the Farm. That's it for the Thursday edition. Another one in the can. Thanks for stopping by, guys. We appreciate it, as always. For those of you that are wrestling heads, stay tuned. We're going to be right back with our WWE Elimination Chamber preview preview show here in just a minute. But until then, we're done. You guys have a great day. Thanks for joining us. Don't forget to check us out. Each and every day, 3 p.m. Eastern, 2 p.m. Central, Scott and I once again will attempt to guide everyone through the forestry jungle. What? What? Forestry. Nope, can't do it. Through the thick jungle and get us all to the promised land as we head back to the window. We'll see you then. Bye-bye.